pray and tell the Lord, let your grace work for me. As I enter the month of September, Lord, let your grace work for me everywhere I go. I will enter the month of September with your grace. Lord, I ask for the grace of God upon my life, upon my family. Lord, I ask for the manifestation of your grace over me. Let your grace be abundantly manifest over this house. Grace, O Lord, we walk by your grace, we move by your grace, we live by your grace. Thank you, King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. You know, before we, I will leave the public tonight, I want to turn the song beside you and prophesy the life of the person. I don't know all true. As he said, he will not speak of his own. He will speak of only what he hears from me. As you go to the end of this month and enter a new month, your knowledge of what Jesus is saying shall become clearer. And he says, he will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Before you enter September, the Holy Spirit will show you what your life is for September. In September, the world goes to the the last quarter journey. As you enter the new month, the Lord will show you the things that will happen in October, November, and December. As you enter the month of October, He will begin to give you revelations of 2016. According to the word of the Lord, the Holy Spirit will not keep away from you the things that heaven is speaking at this time. You will never be caught unawares by any tragedy. In the midst of tragedy, you will find a way of escape. The power of the Most High will come upon you. As the Lord will reveal His will for you, He will empower you to fulfill the will. For prophecy is given back to that man may prosper. The Bible says, believe in God. You will be established. Believe in His prophet and you prosper. I declare to you, if there be any infirmity in your body that have been in your body over the years or over the months or over the weeks, I declare they will not go home with you tonight. I command sicknesses to come out of people's bodies. In the name of Jesus Christ. I command you are to swallow them in the name of Jesus. The pain in your waistline is gone in the name of Jesus. The pain in your gum is gone in the name of Jesus. Your jaws are healed in the name of Jesus. All your bones, your chest bones are healed in the name of Jesus. Your back is set free. Your lungs is restored and healed. Your heart and kidney are healed in the name of Jesus. Anyone that has blood disease, you are made whole in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. The Bible says he was wounded because of your transgressions. He was chastised because of your iniquities. The chastisement that makes us all is upon him by his stripes. We were healed. And so I command every impediment in breathing to cease from this hour. Lumps in your body, I command it to vanish. In the name of Jesus, I command, I cast every lump in the body to die from their roots. If anybody is standing before me with cancer, I command the cells to be converted back to normal cell. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
I command cataracts to, 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 to be removed from their root. I command glycoma to be taken out. I command blurry vision to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we bless your name for your word is true. In this new month you are going, you will sing the song of joy. Every goodness and blessing that God has ordained for you for this year that has been hindered, as you enter September, they shall be released. September for you shall be a month of mixed blessing. You will say with your lips, when the Lord restore back the captive to Zion. We were like men who dreamed. And it shall be said among the people, the Lord had done great things for you. And you will open your lips and say, yes, the Lord has done great things for us. For all your years of sowing in tears, in the, in the month of September, you carry sheaves in your hand. For all your hard labor of the past, the Lord shall give you double. The very mouth of the Lord has spoken it. By the time you come back here this time next month, you will be among those who will testify. So shall it be and so it is. For the Spirit of the Lord shall go forth from His throne. As you enter the month of October, and the mercy of heaven shall be spread over the earth for the shaking that will come in the month of September. And many shall begin to come into the net of salvation across the continent of the globe. For heaven hath decided that in the month of October shall the Lord visit His people. He will wipe tears away from the eyes of many. He will restore the house and families of many. He will stretch out His hands over the nation. And it will bring forth peace among mankind. All mankind will know that he is God. By the mighty power of his name, according to the calendar of heaven, a convocation will be made in the month of September. An earthly convocation will be called to seek for solutions of nations, to seek for peace in the war-torn nations. As the Lord has spoken to us from the beginning of the year. But the coming together of people, without God in the centerpiece of it, shall be in vain. For the coalition of flesh is never with sincerity. And this is the reason why the King of Heaven will descend upon the earth in the month of October with mercy in His hand. Bringing the sheaves by himself, empowering his sins upon the earth, taking them out from the midst of the shaking. You know, when a farmer will get a grain together, and after he has peeled the, the, the skin from the grain, will he not shake uh, the grain for the shafts to fall away? So the shaking that is coming shall not affect the grain. It shall be a shaking like the mighty wind that will blow away every shaft. But upon the grain shall mercy come, for the grain shall remain to the end of time. Our God and our King, we bless your name. Shall a man carry sickness in his body without any reason? Yes, unto that who was sick and he healed, he said, go and sin no more. So that the worst thing shall not happen to you. For the one who has carried the mark of sickness because of his sin, I plead mercy by the blood of the Lamb. The Bible says, Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven and whose 
transgression the Lord had covered. Blessed is the man who says the Lord will never count against him. I apply the shed blood of Jesus on the cross against the sin that brings infirmity and affliction. And so, you afflictor, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You afflictor, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That person that wakes up in the morning with pains all over his body, from today you are set free. That person who has used several medication and medication had failed, from today you are free from medication. I command every mark of iniquity and every mark of infirmity in the whole of the system of your body and your organ that disturb you day and night, such that you could not sleep many times. Today you are set free. In the name of Jesus, I command your infirmity to depart. For if the Son therefore make you free, you are free indeed. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Please take your... That we should gather to talk about the Holy Spirit. And the Lord told me so that He can demonstrate the power among His sins. And we have been enjoying the Holy Spirit from Sunday really. But today is prophetic. I want to teach you about prophetic. But to talk about prophetic, we must recognize the key scripture that we have gone through. At the beginning, we went to the book of John chapter 14, verse 15 and 18, which says, If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another word, counselor. So we recognize the Holy Spirit is counselor. A counselor is somebody who advises another person. Now, Jesus now went further to say, the spirit of truth. So, Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He cannot lie. He tells you the truth in everything. Then Jesus said, the world cannot accept him. How do we know the Holy Spirit? It's not a spirit that you find in anyone who is not born again. Then he says, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, he says, and he lives with you, and he will be in you. So we understand, therefore, that Jesus was not talking about a human being. He's talking about spirits. And he says that Holy Spirit will live inside those who believe in Jesus, and he will be with them. Alright, over the past few days, I've been discussing with you from the Bible, and from my personal outreaches, my campaign to every nation, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. We recognize yesterday, therefore, having Jesus said that this Holy Spirit is the Spirit, is the counselor, you can always ask him and he will give you understanding. He is the Spirit of truth. Anything he tells you is always the truth. And not only that, he said he will be with you and he will live in you. Those of us who have received them, you understand what I'm saying. Now we've got to look at the things that Holy Spirit will do if he lives in you. And one of the things that we dwelled upon yesterday was the power of miraculous. You and Jesus, you are the same. That is the emphasis of yesterday. How did we know that? Acts chapter 10 verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth 
With what? Come on now, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. With what? Shall we do it together? No, 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 no. That is a new cross reading. That's headquarters reading. Let us read it the cathedral way. Uh-huh. Now, something that I made you understand yesterday is this. If God is with anybody, you will do the same thing. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, how he went with Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the powers of the devil because God was with him. So we understand that the first thing is that when God is with somebody, all right, evidence of it is that God will manifest. Alright, and what God does is this. If a person is sick, he removes the sickness. If a person is confused, he tells you what to do. Really, he tells you what you haven't spoken out of your lips, and then he will tell you the direction to go. Okay, no, so we understand here, from this writing, God, because God was with him. The reason why Jesus Christ of Nazareth was doing miracles all over the whole place is because God was with him. And... What made him do it was because the God with him anointed him with Holy Spirit and with power. Alright? Do we agree together? Hey, 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 talk to me. If you want me to preach briefly, we talk together. Hallelujah, somebody. Do you agree with me? Say yeah. Alright now. So that is about Jesus. What about you? John chapter 17, verse 18. Let us read it together. What did he say again? This is Jesus speaking. I can't hear you over there. Let's read together. So Jesus said, as the Father sent him, he sent you. And we understand by understanding of English, that if Jesus said, as the Father sent me into the world, I also sent you, then you can read... Acts chapter 10, verse 38, this way. How God anointed Alfred Theophilus Babatunde Williams. I'm the only one anointed. How God anointed Alfred Williams with Holy Ghost and power and how he went about doing good, healing everyone oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Hello? So therefore, all the crusades I've done all over the world, in, in Cameroon, in Nigeria, in India, in America, in Germany, all over the world, the people who have been healed were healed because as God sent Jesus, Jesus sent me. We have seen blind see, we have seen lame walk, we have seen some few dead bodies raised. In the name of Jesus. And I showed you from the book of Acts chapter 3, after Peter healed the man in the beautiful gate, Peter said, don't you think it's by our own power we have wrought this miracle? But it is by faith in the name of Jesus. I had an encounter overnight. It makes me happy. The nations will know that Jesus is the same. So therefore, we understand clearly that you and Jesus are the same. 
God sent Jesus. Jesus sent you. And what happened? Say after me, God sent Jesus. Jesus sent me. Holy Ghost empowers me. Now, one more thing you mustn't forget before we're going to prophetic tonight is this. Because some of you will be, flat, you'll be overthrown in a short time. You're overwhelmed. Whatever it can be. In the book of Mark, because Jesus sent us in this book of John 17, 18. I think in verse 22 of this book, if you look at it, it says in verse 22, I have given them the glory you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. So the reason why God manifested in Jesus is because God was one with Jesus. He was in him and with him. And Jesus said he had given you also the glory. That is the reason why you and I can operate in the power of God. When I was, I was having crusade with um, Reverend Josephine a few weeks ago, I spoke about a testimony in Homerton Hospital. That year I was called, a woman came to our, to our meeting, our church here, in Homerton Hospital and said that my daughter has been sick and the sickness, the doctors do not know what happened. What happened to the man is that, to the girl was that, her body will pop up and burst. And when the body bursts, it falls down like ashes. And the area of the inflammation will become sore. So in Homerton Hospital, they kept her in a cellophane. And when the doctors go to her, they will put on some gloves to take some specimen with some, something like fork to go and test. So when we got there, I was told to pray for the girl. I remember I told the girl, the mother that, well, the Lord will heal your daughter because you believe. I said, give me the anointing oil. I put my fingers in the anointing oil. I said to the nurse, please unzip this. Place. He said, no, you mustn't touch her because the condition she has can be contagious. But I remember when a leper went to Jesus, he said, if you will make me whole. Jesus said, I am willing. And he put his hand on the leper. When the hand of Jesus touched the leper, leprosy left. And so, I have to touch that body. Because God is in us, and He is with us. And when my hand touched that body, I anointed that flesh, and I prophesied. I said, before the end of this week, we are out of this building. And that was about Tuesday or so. By Wednesday... The whole of the sore all over her body vanished. When the sore vanished, the doctors came normally to check her, but they couldn't believe it. The sore had disappeared. On Saturday, we had five kings from Nigeria in this meeting. And one, uh, three of the kings, they were the kings... And the, the father of the bride, really, was the one who we were with a few years ago when we were doing crusade in that fetish city. And he said to me, there is a man that I want you to go and pray with. And so, he said, that man can't come to the crusade. I said, okay, let's go. He drove me to the man. He was here, and I mentioned it during the, the meeting. He was here. And he... When we entered the house of the man, the man stood up 
As he stood up, his body was falling down like ashes. And I remembered who Martin Hospital. When the man walked towards me, every step he took, his body would fall like ashes. You, I saw the pop again in his body, and he would explode. And when he explodes, you see the body falling down, skin falling down. And the, behind the skin is sore. And so I said, this is not a problem. I've seen Jesus do it before. He healed the leper. And as I looked at the man, the Lord said to me that you are an arrogant man. And the man said, yes, I was a young multi-millionaire. And because I was extremely wealthy when I was young, I was arrogant. And the Lord said to me, it is your arrogance that have landed you in the affliction. Because you were arrogant to an occultic man, and he's decided that, okay, if we touch his body, we will see how he will make the money. And then he touched your body, and your body started falling into pieces. The man said, yes, sir. Even the man who afflicted me came and told me. And told me that, let your money save you. And I said, now, before I can pray for you, you have to first repent. He said, I have repented, sir. He said, I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I said, all right, therefore, the kingdom of the Spirit only is ruled by words. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 7, Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven, whose transgression is covered. Blessed is the man in verse 8, whose sins the Lord will never count against him. And the Bible says, Jesus said, If the Son of Man therefore set you free, you shall be free indeed. John chapter 8. And so putting the scriptures together, I lay my hands on him and anoint him. I said, do you have oil? He said, yes, I do. Anointed the man with oil. And I rebuked that tormentor in the name of Jesus. Now what happened, I went back home. Second year, I went there for another crusade. And Prince, who was sitting here on Saturday, he said to me, Apostle, I w- you have a guest, a special guest. I said, all right. I thought one of the kings, because we went to all the kings, about 13 of them. And eight of them gave their life to Christ. So therefore, I said, okay, no problem. And suddenly, the bell rang. When the bell rang, they opened the door. And I saw a huge man, very huge, ran towards me and jumped on me on the seat there, carried me out of the seat. And I was like a paper in his hand. He was shouting, praise God. So after all his excitement, he put me down. I said, alas. I said, who are you, sir? He said, I was the man. Whose skin was afflicted? Oh! I could not recognize him again because his skin had been replenished. You know why I'm saying this to you? The word of God is true to letter. Jesus is not a history. He said, As the Father sent me, I've sent you. Then he said, I have given you the glory. He did not say, I will give you. I have given you the glory that God, that that God gave me, that they also may be one as we are one. Therefore, if what Jesus said is true, we went yesterday into the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And that tells you, these signs will follow those who believe, all who believe, everybody who believes in Jesus, bam, the sign come upon you. And it says, in my name they will cast out devils, not exorcism. You point to a demon possessed and rebuke the spirit, and the spirit will get out instantly, and the person will be free. 
the power of God will separate the demon from the man and throw the demon away and leave the man totally free. He says that is the least a Christian can do. Then he went further to say they will, dry, they will speak in new tongues. And yesterday and two days ago, some people got baptized in the Holy Spirit in this meeting and they spoke in new tongues. There was a young man who, you know, he is at work tonight and I wanted to come and share his testimony. He, 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 I came across him a few months ago. He wants to marry one of my daughters. And I sat him down and I said, are you born again? He said, he's not born again. I said, can you marry my daughter here in this church when you are not born again? And so I said, you have to be born again. And he told me the story of his life and, you know, family and stuff. I said, but you, you can't marry any girl from Christ with Tabernacle unless you are born again. Because, I mean, you are going to have a big headache. Because they know God, you don't know him. And the man said, I want to be born again. I said, okay. And I led him to Christ. He lo- he's looking for a wife, you understand now. So he has to be born again. He has to be born again. What are you talking about? Uh, he has to be born again. So I led him to Christ and he accepted Jesus Christ. And, you know, I really loved him, you know, because he is a man who did not know. And when he heard the truth, he loved it. And he had been coming to church. He would sit down. When people are praying, he be looking at them. Because he doesn't know how to pray. Okay? And he came religiously to church. And he, uh, two days ago, as we were moving and the power of God was moving, I got to him while I laying hands. Well, by the time I got to him, he was praying in tongues. His eyes was up. His eyes were closed. And he was praying in tongues. Ah! I said, my God, really, you are not a respecter of man. You will speak in tongues. It says you will pick up serpents with your hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt you. It says you will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick, and they will recover. And yesterday, that is where we stopped. Yesterday, that is where we stopped. You, you prayed for the sick yesterday, not I. And God healed so many sick people here yesterday. Now today, pray, speaking in tongues. If you look at therefore, it says they will speak in new tongues. But I want to talk to you about prophecy today. Prophecy is a means by which God reveals his plans to man. I will take you through just a few things in about 15 minutes. And then we are going to practicalize it again. What is prophecy? Prophecy and prophetic. And, and the office of prophet. To prophesy is a promise of God to all who believe in Jesus. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. After one, afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will what? Come on now, shall we read it together? Shall we read it together? One, two, go. Who is speaking? Say it loud. That is God speaking. I will pour out my spirit upon, upon all people. And sons and daughters will what? Prophesy. So prophecy is a promise. 
The gift of prophecy is a promise of God to sons and daughters. His sons and daughters. Number two. The gift of the prophecy is a gift of the Spirit. Look at the book of 1 Corinthians 12. Prophecy is a gift of the Spirit. Very quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4. It says there are different kinds of, of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of services, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, underline your verse 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. How God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Spirit and power. Manifestation means when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you manifest. God gives it to people for common good. You understand? Different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. So, Holy Spirit gives gifts. Amen? When I read these gifts, I want to tell me the one you want. When you get to your own, you just say, yeah. Now, to each one, there is manifestation of the Spirit. No. To each one, there is, there is, there is given through the Spirit of message of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. To another, faith. To another, the gift of healing. To another, miraculous powers. To another, the gift of prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. How many gifts are those? And now, you guys want everything. Except somebody who probably missed one of it. You can get all. What is the way to get it? Verse 1 of chapter 14. What is the key to get the gifts? Shall we read it together? Uh-huh. So you understand the fact, therefore, that the prophecy is a gift. It's a promise, but it's also a gift. And you recognize that fundamental, follow the way of love. That is, if you have a heart of love, that is, you want to help everybody, and God will discover that you don't have the gift to help them. And then the Holy Spirit will give you the gift so that you can really help them. Are we together now? Now, there are four. What is the major difference between tongues and prophecy? If you look at the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 2. It says, For anyone who speaks in, to- in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. Now let me say something to you. If you pray in tongues, the Bible tells me that no one understands you. When you say no one, including demons, including angels. I've had someone say to me that their tongue is a tongue of man or angel. No, the Bible didn't teach you that. Speaking in tongues is not the tongue of angel. Because in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he spoke about, when he was talking about love, 
He said, if I speak in the tongue of angels or man, and I have no love, I'm like a clashing cymbal. But in no way did the Bible tell you that speaking in tongues is the tongue of angel or man. No, the Bible didn't say that. What my Bible says is that for anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. Okay? Indeed, no one understands him, but he utters mysteries by his spirit. So when you speak in tongues, it is your spirit that is speaking. He is not speaking human language, neither is he speaking angelic language. Angels are amazed when you speak. They don't understand it. It is a communication line between man and God instantly. Instantly. That's the reason why when Paul had to say that he who speaks in tongues build up himself, edifies himself. And he who prophesies edifies the church. So, while speaking in tongues is mystery uttered. Also, prophecy is mystery revealed. Deuteronomy, no, let me say 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men. Who speaks, uh, anyone who, who speaks, speaks mystery. Alright, if we go to the next um, line of that. But everyone who prophesies does what? Speak to who? So if I prophesy, you will understand what I'm saying. It will be in an understanding. And what I say out of my lips, everyone can hear it. Alright? But understand too, in speaking in tongues sometimes, it is possible for God to anoint you to speak a dialect of somebody, which you have not learned. That happens a lot as a tool for evangelism. Or you'll be speaking in English and they'll be hearing their dialect by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, whereas, where speaking in tongues is uttering mystery, prophesying is mystery revealed. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. It says, The secret things belong to God, to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow the word of this law. So, prophecies are three things revealed. Something will happen to you tonight. Now, let's go into other things. What about prophesying in the church? If you look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22 to 25, it says, Tongues then are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for believers, not for unbelievers. Why? So, if the whole world, the whole church, come together and everyone speaks in tongues, and so, and some who do not understand, or some unbelievers come in, and they, and they not, they, uh, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or someone who does not understand comes in while everyone is prophesying, let's look at what happens. He will be convinced by all that he is a sinner and will be judged by all and the secret of his heart will be laid bare. So, 
Therefore, the gift of prophecy, one of the major, the fundamental reasons of prophecy, is to reveal the life of a person. Something that you have not known about a person. There is no such a thing as psychic. People who call themselves psychic are just demon-possessed. My father used to be one before he got born again. Hallelujah. This is god ik. Amen. And so, if you look at that, therefore, he said the secret of his heart will be laid bare. And you can begin to understand false prophets. Maybe we'll deal with that more tomorrow. Prophecy, therefore, is given to glorify God. It is speaking, man speaking, the mind of God. I will say that, let me just give you brief information about the difference between prophesying and the office of prophets. We recognize that prophecy, prophesying, is a gift. But to be a prophet is an office. To prophesy, all Christians can. But to sit as a prophet, you have to be called to the office. And if you look at the book of Ephesians, it tells us that, chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11, it says, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets. So it's a calling. The office of prophet is a calling from God. And what does prophets do? Amos chapter 3 verse 7. It says, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophet. So if there is a prophet among us, he will access the plans of God for individual people, for a church, for a nation, for a city. It is by prophetic office that we have understanding of God's plans. But let me say this to you. If you look at prophetic office and also the gift of prophecy, they are very much the same. The difference between a man who sits in the office and a person operating the gift is this. I'll show you. A person who has the gift of prophecy can only prophesy. And that is the limit. But if you look at the book of Numbers, in chapter 12, verse, eight, verse 5 to 8, then the Lord came, came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When both of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to me, or my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in a vision. I speak to him in dreams. So we understand, therefore, that for a man to be a prophet, it is not by prophesying. If you prophesy, you have the gift. But that doesn't make you a prophet. But if you are called to the office of prophet, beyond prophesying, you will be able to see an open vision. Not a thought now, but as I'm seeing you like this. I sat in the office of prophet for many years, over 30 years. I really sat in the office of a seer. And I'll help you to understand the difference between a prophet and a seer. So, a prophet in Amaz can just begin to prophesy the things God is saying, and he can tell you that I can see a vision, and it will tell you the things that is seen, and it will tell you the meaning of those things, because 
if you are a prophet and the Lord takes you to the field of vision, as you are seeing, angels are showing you, you are able to ask them questions. And they will answer you so that you have the full understanding of what they are showing you. A prophet doesn't just say symbols and you don't know the meaning of it. No. A prophet can interact with angels. He can ask angels questions. Angels will tell him exactly what God is sending him, you know, uh, showing him. And of course, they have encounters by dream. But if you look at further, he says, But it is not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. With him I speak face to face. Clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid? So we understand, therefore, that prophetic office has levels. Every office has various levels. But the highest level of prophetic is the level of a seer. What happens in the level of a seer? You will sit down and people can consult. And you can tell them, each person, each person, you will see things about their lives. Because God will always speak to you. It's different from a person who is sitting in the office of a prophet. And so you and I cannot desire the office of a prophet because it is Jesus who decides who he gives that to. You cannot desire the office of a pastor or the office of an apostle or the office of an evangelist or the office of a teacher. Okay, it's different from the office of an elder. But you can desire spiritual gifts. Are we together now? Are you hearing me? Come on now, let's talk. You can desire spiritual gifts, but you cannot desire the office. You know, the office as in God is just like the office of man here. Some of you are directors and chief executives. You know, no one can just desire to be a chief executive. <laughs> if God ordains you to be, you will be. If God did not ordain you to be, no matter what you do on earth, you will be under somebody. You will get high, but to be chief executive in a company is one man at a time. I know how many thousands are in a company. Only one person become, it's like the chief judge of the federation. Not all lawyers become judges. Hallelujah, somebody. But yet, some will become judges because that's what God ordained them to be. But that doesn't mean they will not be successful. They will be successful if they comply with success. If they don't comply with success, they cannot be successful. Alright. Five minutes more. So, I'll help you to understand the difference between the prophet and also the, the um, seer. So, therefore, if we look at the, the gift of prophecy, therefore, you and I understand that is for everyone. Joel said, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh, sons and daughters of what? Prophesy. Okay, Paul said, you can all prophesy in the church one after the other. Alright? And of course, in the book of First Corinthians, it says, 14, that he who prophesies edifies the church. And then he said to you, follow the way of love, verse 1, but eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So, how can you get the gift of prophecy? Your desire. Your desire. Before we pray now.
The prayer we are praying now is very, very short. Because we have been praying since morning. I say you can be, you can receive the gift of prophecy tonight. I say you can receive the gift of prophecy tonight. <laughs> okay, Lord. So tomorrow we will manifest prophecy. But tonight, understand, if you can switch on your desire, you get it. Any gift you truly desire is what you can get from God. When you desire something, you don't remember today and forget it tomorrow. No. When you are going to school, you don't even know how it is in school. If you want to be a first class student, from the first day you start working towards it. Isn't it? And what makes first class? There is nobody who is, who is more intelligent than other people. That's my own conviction. I believe that. Because everybody is created to be intelligent by God. Okay? The difference between man and man is this. What may take me 10 minutes to assimilate may take you 30 minutes to assimilate it. Do you know why? Because of my discipline as I was growing up may be different from your discipline. If you take any foolish child and you discipline that child from a very young age to read, 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 read until the child gets to the habit of reading, it will increase the assimilation power of that child. I will gather now. So therefore, now, for you to be successful, it is because you desire success, and because of that, you will give your concentration towards it. And when you give your concentration towards it, it will change your habits, it will change the way you reason, it will change the way you act. It will, you won't waste time anymore because you are looking for something. Same thing is the gift of the Spirit. If you set your heart to get it, you pay the price. You cannot forget it one day because that is what you are looking for. Really, you will remember it every hour. And you will be expecting it every time. When your heart comes to that state with God, that you pray over it again and again and again and again, within one hour you are communing with heaven, Lord, I'm asking for the gift of prophecy. I want the gift of prophecy. I want the gift of prophecy. And it takes your being over. Then your spirit man has come to the breeding place for prophetic. And it will come upon Romans chapter 12. That's the last scripture for tonight. Look at verse 4. Romans chapter 12. Very quickly please on top there. It says, Romans 12. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So is Christ. We who are many form one body. And each member belongs to each other. The next verse. We, shall we read that together? Okay. Now I told you. Eagerly desire. Now when you receive the prophetic gift now, what do you need to release it? Faith. There are many of you who already got prophetic gifts. But when the Spirit comes upon you to speak, you don't have faith. You begin to think, what about this thing that is coming to my mind? What about if it's not true? Hello? And do you know what causes faithlessness? Lack of the knowledge of the Word of God. For faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 
Really, that scripture tells us that for you to be able to operate the gift, you need faith. And I will say that is the bedrock for all gifts. Operate the gift, you need faith. Let me tell you one story and then you pray. You need faith to operate every gift. Faith to operate every gift. Faith to operate every gift. Faith, 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 faith. Faith is believing that God is true when you are not. I'm not saying you are a liar. But when your mind tells you that it's impossible, you doubt it. If God says it's possible. I was preaching in the church in Lagos. And God told me about a child that is paralyzed, that he will heal that child. And two, two people raised their hands up. I'll just tell you the half of the story. Tomorrow I will complete it. If you want to hear the fullness of it, don't miss tomorrow. And so, the Lord said to me, the one with a girl, and the second hand went down. And I felt so sad. And I said, bring that girl. And they brought the girl out, right in the front like that. And the girl was crippled by polio. The two legs were short, not one leg polio. And from the knees down, was dangling like that. When they put the girl on the floor, the legs twisted. Lifeless completely. Now, can I, humanly, go and pray for a dead leg like that? No. No. It's not possible. If I meet someone who is on a wheelchair with short legs on the road, I won't go to him. But if I have somebody who works very well and he has headache, I can charge at him. Because you know, headache is not physical. You cannot... Somebody may have headache, you can't find it. Some say, I have headache, you think it's a, it's a smaller problem. But when someone says that I'm crippled, you think that is a greater power? No. The power that heals a headache is the same power that heals the cripple. It is not bigger than the power that heals headache. It is your mind. So when they put the child down, I continued to preach. And I was preaching on the supremacy of Jesus Christ. And you know the Holy Ghost will testify. As I was moving away from the girl, the power of God came upon me. And faith rose up. Okay? And I turned to the guy and said, rise up in the name of Jesus. From a distance like this, the child pounds. Rise up in the name of Jesus. The third time I said that, the Holy Spirit picked that child up and lifted the child up. The child was floating, hit the legs on the ground. The legs grew and expanded on the spot. On the spot. And the child started running. Never walked. Never walked. How can a man come to the place of faith? It is by knowing who your God is. And the only way you can know God is by reading the scriptures. I commanded, people who were there were more than this place. It was jammed to the outside. I did not have a thought that what about if the child didn't rise up? It cannot be. It cannot be. You need faith to operate the gifts. When that child rose up, everybody, I mean, there is no more. You don't call altar call. People are running to the, to the front and they were throwing all their stuff down and they are accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You need faith to operate gifts. But the faith is in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
So two things you're going to do today. Number one, you will change your desire. Number two, you will forget about yourself and you have faith in the name of Jesus Christ. And I will pray with you now. Let's stand up together. I'd like to pray with you. The first thing before I pray with you, I want to pray for yourself. And ask Jesus Christ, and not give me, you know, tell the, the Lord Jesus, I want the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. I want to be able to prophesy. Touch my tongue with your flame. Touch my tongue with your fire. Begin to pray and ask God. Touch my tongue with your fire. I want to speak your heart. Connect my heart to your heart, O oh God. Anoint me, O oh Lord, with a gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. I want to prophesy. Tell the Lord. I want to prophesy. And tell God to grant you faith. Help my spirit to rise up in faith. Let the flame of God come upon my soul. Tell God. Use me. The Bible says God was with Jesus. That was why Jesus was able to perform all what he performed. Tell God, I ask you for mercy. Anoint me, anoint my tongue with prophetic gifts. That I may build up other people. Father, Lord Jesus, let your holy dove let your holy dove There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place.